Today concludes our final conversation with Matt Drew from Omosis. The opening song is, of course, provided by Omosis. Matt Drew singing. Enjoy. We need to talk. writing a lot of times especially the more lyrical type of stuff i made it's more trying to express my inner emotions my emotions don't come out very easy so that that tends to be the case um, more than often i tend to do parody songs or funny songs just because i i don't know I, I like making fun of things more than i like actually dealing with them so uh but yeah yeah definitely a lot of the songs i've made in the past like looking back at them they're obviously just things i'm going through and it's like oh, damn it like, you don't realize at the time, but just, like, you go look back and you're like, fuck, I'm just expressing myself. Now, that's all the the hyper-creative, emotional stuff, but all of us have done a lot of the, the comedy stuff that Nate's talking about, where we we use art as an expression of, of comedy and making people laugh. Um, Matt, you, you're, you had a, a, a fairly popular YouTube channel back in the day. Uh, that you used to release stuff, you and your your family, your friends. You'd come on my YouTube channel from back in the day, um, <laughs> and, and do videos. Uh, and uh, our song is one of the one of my favorite videos I've done. Uh, that was that one was uh, hilarious. Yeah, dude. Yeah, stay classy, comedy. We the game, the game. Mm-hmm. Like we, the game we, is we very good. These... Sorry, I forgot, guys. I'm gay. <laughs> We would do it, maybe it didn't age stuff. well, but it was great. Yeah, it was like um, the bros were <laughs> mad at him because he couldn't go to the game, and they were like, "Why can't you go to the game?" And he goes, oh, "Well, at first he says yes, I will go to the game." And he goes, "Oh wait, I can't. I forgot I'm gay." Yeah, so, so yeah, it doesn't age well, but we um we had so much fun doing those old videos, and me and Steve, we would just get together and. Sometimes the ideas weren't all there, but sometimes they were gold, dude. We would trip into some great, great, great stuff, man. And a lot of it was like, was improv. Yeah, we would just sometimes you just turn on the webcam and we would just go. And I would much rather improv comedy than I would improv something like actually emotional because I have such a hard time untangling my own brain, my own emotional stuff going on that it's much easier for me to to spit out something with that's funny than it is for and now that sounds pretentious than it is for me to spit out something that has like real substance to it um and and nate and i i know used to do a lot of the the comedy stuff um both with some animations and with some music stuff we wrote a whole album of of comedy music one time well Well, yeah we did a couple different things but uh one thing we need to get done eventually is that drug christmas album yeah, well, Matt's nice. gonna help us with that one. I just yeah. volunteered him. Yeah. I, we wrote I got it. I got we it. wrote a whole album of Christmas parody songs all about drugs, all about different types of drugs, and it's actually That's it was great. pretty good. We'll have to. I'll, I'll probably want to go in and like touch it up in a couple spots, but uh, neither of us can sing, so I'd love to get uh, an actual singer on board if uh, if you're down for that. Yeah. Hey, I mean, I always, I always struggle with knowing the voice that I should use because my real voice and like my actual music is a very sensitive voice mm-hmm. where it's like a really like, 
you know, sincere, authentic. But like sometimes when I'm singing comedy, you know, I, I do my cartoony voice a lot. So if I it's guess on key, the, I don't care. <laughs> all right, then there we go. There we go. I go into my, <laughs> well, well, well. <laughs> That's perfect. That's exactly it. So, and I think, yeah. so I, I love the, the creative aspect of things outside of, you know, actually expressing a deep, like a uh, personal emotion and more exploiting your emotions to, to make something that's funny, be it self-deprecating or like uh, uh poignant or completely outrageous. Uh, I'm not talking like nineties random comedy where you just say the word platypus and everyone laughs. Uh, I'm talking more like uh, something that's outrageous, but it's funny. Uh, I do fake ads sometimes for, for, uh, I don't know, radio. Um, and I, a lot of times I'll think of something that I'm like, that would be a funny product to make an ad about. And I'll just write down the concept and then later I'll go through and I'll read over 15, 20 different concepts and I'll be like, garbage, garbage. Oh, that has potential. I'll write something for that. And I'll t pick out two or three of them and write a thing. And then I'll always have my potential garbage working on uh, three things. And then later I'll go with the ones that I finished and I'll record them and I'll tweak them as I'm recording. So I try and do them in stages from idea to refinement, to uh, building a thing, to finally writing it, to actually recording it and polishing it. Um, and I think that's a very interesting process for something that ends up being a 15 second ad about dolphin milk. They're a mammal, right? Mm -hmm. Dolphins are a mammal. The Piscatalian's got to drink something. I just found one of the uh, Christmas parody things. I'm just going to read it real quick. Uh, this is a parody okay. of Up on the Rooftop. Uh, down in the basement, lots of grass, two good smoters, stoke some hash. Up to the chamber, lots of smoke, all for the pleasure of a Christmas toke. Tick, quick, quick, who's got a pick? Quick, 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 taking hit. Down in the basement, cough, 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 up to the chamber, up to smoke, off. First comes a token, little nail, holy Santa, she hit that well. We hear her laughing, she starts to cry. Never have I seen this chick so high. Quick, quick, quick. Who's got a big click, click, click? Taking hit. Down in the basement. Cough, cough, cough. Up through the chamber of the smoke off. Next comes the bong grip of a little tool will. Pearly light. What a glorious fill. Hits like a hammer. He's chicken sack. Down when his fellow flat on his back. Quick, quick, quick. Who's got his big click, click, click? Taking hit. Down in the basement. Cough, cough, cough. Up through the chamber of this smoke off. That's inspired. That's some Harold like and Kumar level shit. I like it. <laughs> And that one's, of course, about that, marijuana. That was back in 2009. We came yeah. up with that. That's about a weed bong. <laughs> that's a uh, that's very very like a snapshot of your senior year of high school, right there. That's exactly it. <laughs> I don't know if you remember this, Matt, but uh, I think you and Sean Knight came up with a song uh, for like the what was it the Noble High School theme song or something like that that never actually got like used. And me and Meter made a parody of it. It was pretty. Oh, good. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, we did. Oh wow! I super vaguely remember oh, that, but wow. now I'm really interested. Do you still have that, or are you just teasing me with these promises? Uh, I, I probably have it somewhere, but it was something oh. like, oh, it was it was really mean because we, we talked about like one person like flying off like a bird. Oh gosh, I need to hear this. I need to hear that. Do you do you still have the old, the old high school thing, Matt? That uh, you and Sean did? No, I don't. I, I don't have anything. That he's talking about. No. So how do we? Even, how are we going to even know the tune? 
Well, that's the thing is I don't know what that I don't even know what that tune was. Like I vaguely remember coming up with a song with him, but I don't I don't know anything about that song. So in fact, maybe from hearing your your version of it, I'll understand a little bit more maybe what my version was. But I remember that would have been a huge pile of pretentious bullshit, whatever it was. So you guys were right to to call me on that. <laughs> I wish you had a, I don't, showed me, Steve. I think I think it was much less about calling you out on being pretentious and more about Nate and I being assholes. I, I love it. I wish you had to show me. I would have because like, we were hanging out, man. We would have I would have laughed yeah. about that. I'm sure you would have. Maybe you were afraid. You were like you were afraid to hurt me. I, I honestly think we would have shown you because like I, I I made these like flash animations of like people in the school and I showed them to the people and you know, looking back, it might be kind of offensive, but then again, no one found them offensive. We saw them. Like I did one of like a uh, uh, Dank Ellie, and it's like it's just kind of him, gamer looking. You know, kind of fat. He loved it. Okay, just one of uh, Mr. W being drunk and kind of you know going all over the place with a cigarette. <laughs> Wait, are you allowed to say people's names like their full names in this thing and send it out? Do you have to bleep that no, out? Well, well, got to be clear, Matt. Unless they're a guest on the show, these are always aliases. We obviously never use a real name, so okay, we just kind of okay. make up a name. But when you say, you know, the drunk person, you know who we're talking about. Yeah. They're obviously, they're obviously, yeah. And and you know, Dank. Everyone knows who Dank was. Yeah. So yeah, it's you know, chill too. It, we, it, these are it's always an alias. And no, yeah, yeah. I, I had one animation where. Uh, uh, Mick Loving, yeah, let's go with Mick Loving. Uh, he uh, was playing Counter Strike and he got shot to death, and it was great. And uh, one of the teachers, Mr. J, he watched that like twenty times. He loved it. <laughs> Remember when the dean saw uh, saw the drunk animation and laughed at it and was like, "Yeah, it's perfect." <laughs> that's not okay. She's like, not... "Yeah, that student that student is a drunk. <laughs> that's not a good dean." So, so all I'm trying to say, Matt, is if I mean, if I'd known you at the time, I would have shown you it. You were you're welcome to see it. I'm not convinced I didn't show you it, Steve. <laughs> if you had showed me that, I would have remembered it. I would have. You definitely did not show me it. You were probably Nathan, if you, afraid to hurt my if, feelings. If you can find that, Nate, I would be very, very happy about it. I want to hear I it so someday. bad. I want to hear it. I don't think I don't know if we recorded a thing, did we? No, we, we just probably wrote the lyrics. We just wrote and the sang lyrics. it to his tune. Yeah, yeah, we just wrote yeah. the lyrics and kind of like sang it out. And I, I don't even think we showed that many people. I don't know why, but oh. I think it's because we couldn't sing. Is really what it was. Between the three of us, we'll we'll make this happen. <laughs> but uh, and, and that's what I love is like inspiration can come from other people's inspiration. Where where Matt and Sean took time to actually like write a thing, and we took time to rip it apart. <laughs> that whole thing is kind of weird too. Of life. It's the circle of life. We're scavengers. <laughs> it's like the school was like, okay, we need a, like a class song or something like that. So no one could decide on what it wanted to be because like half the school was like, let's do this like country trash stuff, and other people are like, let's do this poppy stuff, and so they're like, okay, let's have Matt and Sean do it. Ultimate compromise. And then we then they didn't end up choosing our song, right? And then it was like it ended no. up being John Mayer, no such thing. Okay. Yeah, it ended up <laughs> I being wanted John to Mayer. run through the halls of my high school. Yeah. 
I thought we voted for Electric Avenue, and that was like winning by a landslide. And then the uh, popular girls are like, no, 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 we're not doing that. No, I can't have that be my memory. Exactly that. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because the. Well, okay, one of, okay, we're going to get in politics here, but. We're getting the, political. Uh-oh. The the uh, school, what was it? School administrator, rap, I don't know what she was, but she was like the main yeah. office lady who had a big like she did a lot of the stuff with the the school graduation and planning everything because her daughter was graduating yeah uh, i know exactly who you're talking about and i'm pretty sure she was behind it i mean not not saying in a bad way oh yeah no no she was like in charge of that thing and obviously her daughter was a huge influence on the decision there yeah and and you know what that's fine because it's high school who gives a fuck what the high school song is it mattered for like one minute Not even that long. It didn't matter for any part of it. It didn't even matter for the length of the song that was chosen. We had an unusually good graduation party, so I think it was fine. Or graduation oh, thing. Great. Like, went to this, like... Uh, oh, I thought you meant the after party. Uh, y- yeah. At, well, okay. Yeah, at my house. Matt, you was there for that. What was this? The uh, the boat that, ride? No, no. The oh, after well, party. that was great. But after after we did all of that stuff, we went back to my house. Oh, Yeah. We did in Rochester. I mean, Were I remember going to your your Rochester house a billion times, so that sounds yeah. like it would have been well, true. Well, not remembering it means you were probably there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's very were... true too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll tell you right now, you were singing to uh, Meter's brother, his little brother uh, Brian. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> and you were just like out of your mind. Like you were just like <laughs> like he was just like that listening. Was the... And he's just kind of like nodding his head. He's like, yeah. Okay. Oh, I remember being insane to him. <laughs> I remember I was yeah, on that guitar. That was awesome. I, I feel like you were talking about conspiracy theories as well. But I'm not 100% sure, but it was definitely very entertaining to watch. You're kind of <laughs> off on your side too. Because like, we're all in there with uh, uh, Simeon and uh, 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 my chat. But uh, you're just kind of out, out there with Brian. I think Nick may have been there too. Another podcast, mm-hmm. I guess. I remember, but. I thought Nick had joined in and started watching as well at some point. I don't know. I rem- vaguely Possibly. remember that whole thing. And it was um, it was just, yeah, beautiful insanity. Yeah, that was great. And it was it was inspiring. I think that the stories that came out of that are are amazing. Um, and I now I know, do you guys go through a period of when you write? Because we've all written, you know, funny things, comedy things. Is that more improv or is that more, uh, you know, starts with some improv to get the nugget of funny and then build on that from there to actually like refine a thing? Do you ever refine your comedy? Well, with comedy, it's like it's the same way of like you want to root it in something real or like a real thought or like a real like point of view. And then you want to evolve it. And, you know, the best comedians do that where they they work on not only the joke that they're telling, but they work on all the pieces of it. And they like separate it all just like piece for piece. And then it needs to have an overall like this is the position of all of these mini jokes together in this one overall idea. And I guess the whole process is just evolving that. I mean, personally, my comedy has always been rooted in improv in a way where it's funny because like with music i'm very i write everything really everything's super written but with comedy whenever i've done comedy in any like real way with like comedy skits we would always have like 
an overall idea. Like there was this video basement science that we made for stay classy, where it was this fun idea where it was like, let's, let's do like a, you know, Bill Nye, the science guy type science guy who's doing this, this, this show. And he's, he's just, he's going through all the stages of this relationship with this girl where in the first, part of the skit you learn like he's doing the experiment it's some dumb shitty experiment and he's telling this little benny his little sidekick kid who's helping him about this girl he just met she's great and blah 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 and then the next one they're fighting they're him and the girl are fighting so when you check in with him and it's show it's like he's super unhinged emotionally he's unpacking all of these arguments that he's had with this girl and her and his her, her bitch sister and all of this stuff he's like unloading into the into the experiment he's doing with the kid and then at the end the, the last part is him just emotional crying his eyes out missing this girl and this kid is just like i'm done with you man i am done and he like takes off and then the guy starts breaking down even further and <laughs> And just, you know, having just the worst mental breakdown ever. But we just thought it was so funny to watch a relationship like that through the lens of this Bill Nye the Science Guy type view. That's comedy mm. to me, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, I mean, you you also have, like, I've seen you do actual stand-up um, way back in the day. And that was, you had a whole set. You had a, a planned set that you went through. Yeah, I mean, I was trying stand-up for a little bit. I think that, um, you know, the reason why it didn't work so well is because night to night, the, the uh, like, reaction would be so polar opposite, where sometimes I would have a room, like, so roaring laughing, and I was just locked into the energy of what I was doing with the jokes that I was doing, and it was like, I, I felt like I was floating, and then there would be some nights where just no one would get me or my position because I I do have a weird position, a weird point of view in comedy. I I do like kind of alienate certain people with how intense I can be with my with my thought processes and with the av- the side avenues I go down. And um and I just remember there was just this awful night and I had this bit about Home Alone and about how Kevin essentially thinks he's he's a magical being. Because that line in the beginning of Home Alone where he's like, I made my family disappear. That movie was a fantasy movie for Kevin. That whole movie, we were watching it like it was happening in real life. And it was magic in that kid's mind. He was like, I'm magic. Like, anyway, so like there's just this group of people who were not getting it, did not like what I was doing, did not like that point of view. They were not having it. And I just like I just remember this like because like as they hated me, my energy got higher and higher and it was just boiling by the end of it. And I remember I think that like when I got off and there was just this this the room side, it was like a unifying <sighs> like thank it's God over. it's over. <laughs> and it was over for me, too. I was like, guys, you know what? Actually, I'm on your side. I'm, I'm I don't like that. That's not my thing either. <laughs> me no not my thing no i hey i, I do like. not take responsibility i am disowning that guy up there <laughs> what about you nate improv uh planning out comedy i mean i i don't consider myself that i think i'm funny but i think i'm funny definitely more in the improv way sometimes i come up with jokes and the jokes are actually sometimes pretty good so have you guys seen the mandalorian at all 
No. No. Damn it. Do you know what a Mandalorian is? <laughs> sure. Star Wars. Just tell the joke. Someone's going to get it. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's so, one of the Star Wars. Just make me laugh, monkey. <laughs> okay. In the Mandalorian, there's a guy. We, they call him Mando. That's not his real name, but they call him Mando. Uh, short for yeah. Mandalorian. Uh, you, you know? Uh, and Mando used to be uh, the like like a like a leader in like an army. Uh, what, what did they call him? What do you, what do you think? Mandalorian. I don't know, Nate. What did they call him? Commando. Oh, he nailed it. Oh. He nailed it. That's a play on words. Oh yeah, yep. yep. I, I come up with like popsicle t- stick jokes like that. So just like really dumb <laughs> jokes, but they might work on like popsicle stick or like I don't know the back of like a like a sticker or something. You know, on the back because the back of a, what stickers do you get where the back of them have jokes written on them? It, it, Is that a thing? It, it's the one where you're ashamed of the joke, so you don't want them to actually see so it. You, so you hide it on the back of a sticker? Yeah, yeah. I gotta Is it get, like an uh, ugly sticker so no one reads it? <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. Yeah, it's I gotta the, get my uh, my Home Alone bit on the back on a popsicle stick. Actually, I gotta get. Uh-huh. I gotta the use both sides. I gotta use both sides of the popsicle. <laughs> at, the, at the end of the stick it's like but you know what i mean right like he thinks he was magic question mark and it's like my my popsicle stick is coming across as desperate <laughs> for the rest of this joke visit <laughs> it's got the link t- <laughs> printed out on the stick I would, it's just the link I would, go ahead i'd say a lot of my humor is more absurdist or kind of more for my personal thing but it's more about getting reactions and kind of making i don't think it's gonna say p- making people uncomfortable because like makes it feel like i'm trying to like make them feel uneasy not uncomfortable in that kind of way but kind of just kind of uh confuse them and kind of get that release subverting expectation i think that's probably that it's more like office kind of humor but more confuse them disorientate them make them feel uncomfortable like they don't know where they are get them in a cold wet area like nathan what are you doing what are you doing yeah that that discomfort is, and we talked about this on another episode, but that discomfort that creates tension and it, you won't break the tension. And a lot of people break the tension by laughing. It's true. I'm, I'm also, I'm also very random. So I'll try to like get things just very randomly there. So I'll, I'll describe two things I did. So first is going to okay. be just a little bit weird. So it's like, there's this, we got this air conditioner, like me and my girlfriend, cause it's, you know, fucking hot on the uh, third floor. And so, uh, we had the and the box wouldn't fit in the uh, like like the, the cardboard thing kept on filling up in the apartment kind of area, so I couldn't like get it in there at all. So it was in our apartment for about a month or so, and so then what I started doing is like she went to the bathroom and I put the box like right in front of her, and you know she's like, okay, you're trying to scam me or something. So then I put it somewhere else, and then it's like, what, what are you even doing? Then I put it in the shower, and she just started getting kind of annoyed. And then one time I kind of hid inside of it. And she just kind of sees it, and she comes out, and she's like, whatever. And then I pop out of it and then scare her to death. It was great. I'd hate to live with you, dude. That <laughs> <laughs> must be miserable. I feel so, so bad for her. Did anybody but you find it funny? I found it hilarious. If nobody but yourself finds it funny, is it still a joke? It, 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 to me, it is. Then you're just the being other... a dick. <laughs> you like push someone down, you're laughing. It was, like, it was a joke. I laughed. The other one was uh, like uh, I was spending a little bit of time with uh, her in the bed, and I'm like, Alexa, <laughs> turn Laura on. <laughs> That's a good wow. one. I like that one. 
I like how you took us to the moment with you two in the beginning there. You were like in bed, you set the scene. There were like, there were candles. Um, Did, uh, so well, how was your first three-way? Uh, well, Alexa joined in verbally, but she did not actually join physically. We're trying to figure out the logistics of that, but the uh, corp was not long enough. Oh, okay. That's fair. You could get an extender. That is actually what we're looking into right now. A magnum cord. Ooh. Yeah, you gotta go. You gotta go for the big, the big cord, man. You gotta. Yeah. Extension cord. The big, the big pipes. Yeah. Three pronged. So, I I want to describe your sense of humor for a second meter because your sense okay. of humor is very, I would say, Rick and Morty ish. It's okay, like perfect. you described it one time to me, like uh, Tim and Eric, Rick and Morty. There's like a, a certain phrase for it, like Adult Swim is the phrase. <laughs> but I don't want to put words in mouth. But how, how would you describe yourself? Like th- that's how we've had to talk about that before. But I don't know. It I guess I don't know. It kind of it kind of depends. Like when I'm improving, people have told me I, I'm very Justin Roiland. But I've been doing this for a long time before Roiland was really popular in the scene. So um, I, I take that as a huge compliment. I think people love Rick and Morty. It's it's a brilliant show. So. Um, but I don't. I don't know. It depends. It, it depends on a lot of a lot of different things, I guess. One motif you have is you'll take a joke and you'll drive it into the ground and just like oh j- yeah, j- j- that's just, true. Like it's not like you're trying to be unfunny, but you're trying to make it so unfunny that it's funny again. Or maybe it's not even that. But I think maybe you're torturing people. I used to be much worse at, about that in high school, especially like I'm embarrassed of everything I've ever done in high school. Uh so. You know, it, it used to be much worse. Now I understand better uh, the stopping point and when, like, timing to make it funny again. Because you can repeat the same joke and it will be funny. But if you repeat the same joke in unfunny times, it's not. So it's like finding the right timing to do it and then not abusing that. So abusing it and then stopping. And then when it comes back again, then it's funny again. But there has to be the refractory period for the comedy to come back. If you don't leave the refractory, it's not fun. <laughs> that's a that's a great term. Now, some person, there's one person or two people you just would still, and that's your brothers. Mm-hmm. Like, we had your brothers on the podcast a couple of different times at different points, mm-hmm. and it, it it's like, I'm just kind of sitting there like, oh, God, this is like brother-on-brother brother feud right here. Yeah, we do, we do a really good job, uh, and I know... Matt Drew and I play off each other pretty well. Matt's just really good at riffing in general. So uh, anytime I'm thinking about like like riffing comedy, um, Nate, you and I have a, an unparalleled chemistry. Um, and then my brothers, because uh, we have the same the same humor. Um, and then and of course Matt Drew, it, I'll, I'll always add into that. Yeah, man. Our, I, our I, whole that whole every episode that you've been on, especially the the virginity episode, like we it was ninety percent riffing, ten yeah, percent Nate telling a story. I'm trying to root like some of what I'm saying in this thing in reality, and really try to uh, try to keep from just going down the types of like we would go down roads in some of those episodes where by the end of it, it was just a mess. It was just a mishmoshing mm-hmm. mess. And we had so much fun doing it. Just, we had like bits within bits within bits. It was like a Russian doll system of bits. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I like nice. learned how to riff a lot with like some of our videos that we would make and stuff. Like it was like, I was getting into the concept of like how to be funny and how to add stuff that can expand upon something and expose 
a moment like somebody carrying a cinder block with them, like really like capitalize on a moment like that and just exploit it and have so much fun doing. And I'm sure you learned a lot of that too, work, working with your brother, yeah. uh, Justin Pedro, absolutely brilliant comedian. Yeah. Um, it, and I, I know when you two get together, it's unreal. It's on un that's that is truly unparalleled. Well, a lot of stay classy was like he was like like the one who would really work on the overall like what each video was saying and where I would go in there and I would just light it up. With, Fuck it all off. I would just go crazy with improv. <laughs> and it was like yeah. his Dan Harmon to my Justin Roiland, which I would go in there because that's that's their dynamic was like Dan Harmon writes these big overarching like he's so amazing at coming up with story structure and like like the amazing episode like story beats that you love from Rick and Morty that is Dan Harmon at play he is the one like ironing out where everything needs to go story-wise and like like the huge funny places that it can go in the meantime but Royland really finds the comedy in the moment and really like he lights it up like that and I feel like that was the dynamic that we had at play it's just mm. that right there. And Nate does a really good job of laying laying groundwork uh, for me to be able to make a joke on. Mm -hmm. But my my favorite part about doing something comedy related is when I'm able to catch Nathan off guard and make him laugh. And it happens sometimes, not not all the time, not even every episode, but it happens sometimes. And it's so genuine that he's just you can tell he's completely taken aback. And you you do the same to me, Nate. I try, I try. <laughs> I, I, I like I like punching people and sucker punching them with comedy or just just things I don't mm. expect. Like my brain is just very random, so a lot of times I'm not trying to be funny, but it's just like the way my brain thinks. I think this is similar to Matt Drew as well. Where I don't want to say Matt Drew, like I, I say your whole name. Just just you but, know a lot of Matthews, man. <laughs> but it's like. I, I just come up with something out of left field. To me, it's normal, but to other people, it's just like, what, what? And it's just like, like, okay, okay. Oh, like, oh, who are we talking to? We're talking to somebody, and it's we had that little debate about charity and about you know, uh, what was it? Whether people like like it's there's like some good cause out there. Whether they should uh, use propaganda to kind of ensue mm -hmm. their means. And I said no. And then, you know, someone just thought that was hilarious and, you know, gave a good commentary on that. And I'm like, how is it funny? Like, but I guess they didn't expect, like, me to rail against, uh, you know, charity propaganda. Mm -hmm. Which I, of course, am all for. I have no problem with uh, nudity. Uh, if people have sex for money and then use that money to charity... If there are naked women on the side of the road saying, give me $5 for charity, like, if it works, I'm all for it. Fucking do it. I have no problem with that. Okay, but where you draw the line are teenage car washes. Yes. When it's a fucking minor, obviously it's a problem. <laughs> Nate, are you trying to trap Steve into saying something? It feels like he's trying to trap you, Steve. Like, I would watch no, everything you no, say. He knows my he knows my intent my uh my position on that. He's trying to to get me riled up. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> he knows that's a, a sticking point for me. We, we we had a whole podcast about this, and Steve just started ranting about how like we suddenly started talking about like lemonade stands is mostly what it was about. But mm -hmm. then it started going into like yeah. teenage car washes and how that's kind of weird. 
or just like car yeah. washes in general like because you have like these like 13 15 year old girls just like in bikinis washing your car and it's obviously like like of course some old grandmothers are going to go up there and be like oh yeah wash my car oh yeah here's a little thing for your softball sick, team or whatever sick grandmothers gross grandmothers yeah but but and the whole time they're like those <laughs> <laughs> <His> grannies <laughs> disgusting get back to your nursing home you pigs Oh my god! Like this is my new nursing home. But, but I, I know. Do you get out of this. <laughs> I know for a fact that a lot of people that go through those car washers are like, "Oh yeah, we have a uh, teen, teen underage girls that are in bathing suits. This is great." And it's like, "Okay, guys. Okay, this is a little strange." So. Yeah, straight white men are the worst. That's where the episode should end. You cut it right after you say that. Straight white men are the worst, <laughs> and then it just. Like, and then the credits. I was, I was, <laughs> I was doing our theme song, not writing a song for it. No, you should, you should add into the song as the credits are going to straight my white, <laughs> straight white man are the worst. Fuck them, fuck them, fuck Okay. <laughs> First off, we already have a theme song. Second, there's no credits because this is an audio podcast. Okay. The, 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 you're reading the credits. And then you also have at the same time, you're like, Captain on audio, Steve Mater hosting. And then you have like throughout that whole thing, making it just as confusing. You have straight white, white, straight white men are the worst. You need to have it at the same time. So the words are overlaying each other. I don't know, man. If you want to update your brand, you know, bring it into the 21st Produced century. by Kevin. Steven Mater has special guest Matt Drew and Lucille Balls. Marilyn Monroe. Why are we transatlantic? See, the one thing I'm just really confused about is whether Meter has, has a sunburn or whether he's blushing or not. Yes, both. Oh, nice. This is a super, super bad sunburn. I just wish like your forehead got sunburned too, because that's that's where it's throwing me off. Is this just yeah. your cheeks? And you get the beard it's going. On. I, was, I was wearing a hat and I was wearing sunglasses so you can see the exact line where where the sunglasses went i feel like they they thought about doing two-face this way and they were like no <laughs> it doesn't work this way we gotta do two-face the other way it's... that's a really good idea though we should update two-face to be top half and bottom half instead of left and right <laughs> i think that's when they do their next batman movie that's how they up update it to the times so. yes that's the only thing they change though <laughs> They still have uh, Tommy Lee Jones, you, however old he is. Did you, did you know that Tommy Lee Jones and Jim Carrey like hated each other making that movie? They like yeah, they I despised each other. Him. It was like, but well, yeah, they, but they came together to defeat the Batman. I guess you can say that. I guess at the end of the day, you know, no matter what their acting problems were on set, you know, they did defeat the Batman in the movie. They. <laughs> They hated they hated Batman more than they hated each other as actors. Their characters hated Batman more than the actors hated each other. Or may, wait, was that Kilmer? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Then they hated Val Kilmer more than <laughs> the actors than they hated. hated Val Kilmer. No, I think that Val Kilmer was cool with those guys. I think that oh, yeah. the issue was just. Jim Carrey was hot at the time off Ace Ventura, and Tommy Lee mm -hmm. Jones was a serious actor. Yeah, I haven't heard of anybody well, getting along with Jim Carrey on set. Really, you don't like Jim Carrey, Peppin? I'm not I don't like, you like Jim, Jim Carrey. Carrey. <laughs> I'm saying that. I liked how he twisted that one. 
every wow you're saying you hate jim carrey he won't even watch his movies what did jim carrey ever do to you he he apparently he's always kind of extreme on set and he Mm, does the method acting thing but takes it to like 26 and people just he's they're just miserable around him like because he's just like trying to get into that character but that character is always like really annoying like (laughs) yeah so why don't you like bruce almighty imagine Imagine Jim Carrey method acting for Liar Liar, just going around set shit talking everybody, yeah. just lying, refusing to lie. No, yeah, just refusing. not lying. And you know the thing about uh, this is very important conversation right here. The thing about Liar Liar is you can not lie and still not be an asshole. But he told the truth and like said things even in situations where he didn't need to say something. <laughs> Like he didn't know, he didn't know. Like the, just don't say anything. Yeah. He was like, oh, I can't lie. That means I have to be an asshole. I have to be brutally honest in places I don't need to be honest. He's like, he's he gets uh he. I imagine him getting off the bus and the bus driver, uh, the public transit, and the bus driver's like, oh, thanks for thanks for coming. He's like, you're fat. It's like, what the fuck? Why are you gonna say that? This isn't, That's not whoa, whoa, honest. Whoa. This is rude. This isn't Tourette's. Okay. <laughs> Jim Carrey in Tourette's Tourette's <laughs> Tourette's and then all caps Tourette's exclamation point. Wow. That was great comedy right there. <laughs> there we did. We did it guys. We did it. We did it. We got, we got a good classy Tourette's joke. <laughs> you know, I was like really hoping that I get one in this whole time. I've been waiting for the moment, you know, and I was like, when am I going to get my Tourette's joke in there? And you saw Jim Carrey coming. Like, like, Here it oh, is. It's in the distance. I can see this it. It's coming up on the horizon. There it is. So Matt Drew, uh, omoses.com. Yeah. Check it out and uh, and and really listen to the company you keep because amazing, amazing album. Uh, I listen to it at least once a week in, in its entirety. And usually the day I listen to it, I listen to the whole album a couple of times in a row because it's. It's so diverse. It tells such a uh, such a great emotional story, um, and it's it's really really good music. Highly highly suggested. Um, go check that out. Uh, and thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for everything you've said. And it was awesome being here. And you guys have such great chemistry. And I'm glad that I can come in here and sort of bounce the ball back with you guys. And yeah, it's fun anytime. Awesome. We'll have to have you on more. Nate, when you're thinking of new things to say with your mouth, do you like think out the whole thing or do you get like the beginning and the end? Is there like a sort of linear nature to that or is it 100% off the cuff? I don't think there's ever a time I know what I'm saying. I'm surprised like the words that are coming out of my mouth actually make sense at certain points because this is like mm-hmm. my mouth is moving. My brain is apparently working or at least it seems to be working because it's just kind of happening. But you know, sometimes it's like the little thought and the flash before the uh, actual mouth moves. But usually it's just kind of like, what am I even talking? I'm just trying to draw this out. So eventually you can say, you know, something like we need to talk or something like that. Because, you know, I, this bit has to end eventually. I'm not sure where it's going to go. So I'm just going to keep talking. Do you ever like have a have a joke and you know you have to spit it out before you think about it too much? Because if you think about it too much, you're like, I'm not going to say that. It's fucked. Uh, yes, especially if it's extra offensive, but, some, you know, because it's extra offensive, it's not like they're, 
like like sometimes extra offensive jokes are best just like boom like that and if you have to explain them out not as i mean because it sounds like you premeditated on them but yeah yeah but if you just say it it's okay yeah oh i mean it's Nate, are you it's less bad if you premeditate are you offensive to people sometimes on purpose i mean a lot of comedy is rooted in uh, offense but is it fun also oh, it's funny yes Nate, I think I think we need to talk.